Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I am Alexis. And this is the Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. 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 It's, um, the, it's a podcast. You're listening to our podcast. So it's this crazy. is like, I think, honestly, the fourth or fifth time that we have recorded that intro because we mm-hmm. recorded like twice before we just had our interview. And then we we're like, that was boring. Mm-hmm. Let's do it later. And then we mm-hmm. just did it again. And it was like four times before we got it right. So yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, guys yeah. know it's, it's you guys know how it is over here on the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. Yeah. We can't have an episode um, without some sort of issue. So no, that would be absolutely absurd. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. Um, well, I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing this, but um, we're recording very far in advance. <laughs> so it's December. It's the day before New Year's Eve when we're recording this. But while you guys are listening to this, it's well into 2022. You're you've almost completed one month of 2022. Congratulations. I hope it's been a great month. I hope that you've had a good time and I hope you've had much success and I hope your New Year's resolutions are killing it and you're killing the game and you're rich and successful. So Yep. Um, but also, honestly, even if we did have something to say, our episode was actually relatively long. So because Maggie from Presley Page, the guest that we had on today, had a lot of killed the game. really amazing things to say, honestly. And I was thinking in my head, by by this point, everyone will know probably about, on Instagram, they will know about Kennedy. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we can, let's update everyone. This will, they will already have heard this, but we can update about Kennedy when we record the New Year's episode, which will be the week before this goes up. But anyways, great. Yeah. Everyone listening is Everyone's like, that like, doesn't matter. Already happened. <laughs> Everyone's like, this is already really happened. boring. But anyways, um. I was thinking <laughs> while we were recording, like, there are going to be so many clips that we can send to Kennedy because Maggie was saying so many amazing things. Oh, she, yeah. She was dropping some really Some straight bars, knowledge. honestly. <laughs> she was dropping bars <laughs> in the podcast interview, dude. Um, no, but Maggie, so today on the Check Your Aesthetic podcast, which you are listening to right now. In case you didn't know, that's just to, like, ground you. Like, I'm just trying to, like, center you and stuff. Um, Just, like, make sure to stay grounded in 2022. But um, on the Check Your Aesthetic podcast today that you're listening to right now, this episode is with Maggie Owens, who is the founder and the owner of Presley Page, which is, like, a curated gift stationery party shop. Um, It is the cutest thing ever. I was thinking the whole time. Instagram is so amazing. I, like, die. Oh, it is. Um, I was thinking the whole time that we were recording, I was like, I'm about to go crazy in the paint and I'm about to order so much um, Valentine's Day stuff mm-hmm. because I have an issue where like I cannot just have like neutral decor in my home. Like there has to be some sort of seasonal decor in my home. Mm-hmm. So the moment I take down Christmas, like I got to hit the wow, dollar Wow, when spot. you're a mom, you're going to go crazy, aren't you? Oh, dude, I already, when I was in college, we had this bulletin board my freshman year outside of our um, dorm. It was just like this like, on the door Mm -hmm. it was just like a bulletin board I every single month changed the bulletin board myself Mm. um with seasonal decor wow so love that honestly I love that for you but I was the target dollar spots like best customer and that was when I wanted to be an education major so I was like saving it for my classroom that That did not happen that is such yep mm -hmm. um that is very that was the vibes Mm mm-hmm it was the vibes. Anyway, um, yeah, but Maggie talked all about um, her experience starting like a brick and mortar shop, um, kind of like the purchasing behind it. Um, genuinely, so many amazing things. Um, we talked about like predicting trends. Yeah, um, I think even if how even early if, in advance, even if you're not like trying to make a brick and mortar shop, I think that this episode could still very much like have insights for you when it comes to just like owning a business yeah owning a business business. and like choosing what is going to go into your shop and everything it was honestly a great episode so absolutely so i guess we'll just stop wasting your time considering we have nothing important to tell you um and we will let you go ahead and hear all of the amazing things that maggie has to say so enjoy the episode yep hi maggie thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you i'm so excited to be here is this your first podcast? It is not. Um, I think I've been on a podcast tour lately. No, um, it's not my first, oh my but I'm really excited. Killing this it. is probably going to be the most fun 
podcast I've been okay, on. Okay, that, oh. is, that is a Period. high compliment. That's what I mean, we like to hear. Literally, no shame to anybody else, but this is going to be a good time. I can already feel it. You're like, I know the vibe. I feel the vibes. I we always, like, anytime a guest comes on, we're like, this is this is casual vibes only. Yeah, we're like, we're like please don't be nervous everybody- because you really should not be. <laughs> All our listeners know. Love it, though. Um, okay, well, for everybody listening who's like, who's Maggie? Tell me. Um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell everybody about Presley Page. Tell everybody how you got where you are. Just the whole, like, your life story. And, like, oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so my name is Maggie Owens. I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which for those of you who know nothing about Fayetteville, Arkansas, you should know that that's where the University of Arkansas is. So big Razorback fans around here. I moved to Fayetteville in 2017, and I opened Presley Page in 2020. Um right before COVID. So fun times. And Presley Page (laughs) is a specialty like paper party and gift store. And really our assortment has definitely evolved over the past almost two years next week um, because of COVID and the lack of celebrating. And we've really kind of leaned into Mm -hmm. more like gift and home and paper. So if you're looking for something that's cute and aesthetic and colorful and fun and glittery or disco balls we probably have it for you love that so much yes we've we said well we haven't actually recorded the intro for this yet but we will say eventually in the intro <laughs> um that your instagram is just like killing it vibes oh, like it's just you. vibes there's just a lot so, of great so, people so that fun. help so <laughs> i can't take all the credit <laughs> absolutely love it <laughs> love that um okay so did you start i guess you kind of already answered this unless you didn't. Um, but did you start by opening your store first or did you ever kind of sell like e-commerce or did you just full like, yeah, so release and start? We totally started with brick and mortar. I, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I turned 30 last year. I turned 31 this year. Okay. So I opened during my 30th year of birth, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came from a career in marketing and in real estate specifically. So mm-hmm. I worked on how to take, like, you're building a brand new apartment complex in this new city that as a developer and how do you like take that concept or that project and get it super ingrained into the community and get people excited to live there. And so mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. a really strong career in real estate and placemaking is what I like to call that. It's like, how do you make this a place like that. people want to go and where they want to spend their time and like mm. the coffee shop kind of vibe and like, you know, your neighbor, right. yeah. all those right. things like that really make a big impact on where you live. That was really informative into my decision to go with brick and mortar first. Um, and, you know, I'm a little bit older, right? Like it, I, it was this is my second career per se. And so mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of had already like been through this stage of seeing e-commerce and having this background in real estate that I wanted to have that experience with resonating with my community and like my physical community, you know, like right in front of me and creating a place for people to go. So, you know, I, so we opened in 2020, but if you kind of like back up in 2015, I started to getting really serious about opening Presley page and I looked all over for a place to open. I was actually not living in Fayetteville at the time. I was living in Springfield, Missouri. I talked to tons of banks. Even after I'd moved to Fayetteville, everyone was like, sweetie, you're so smart. And this is so, so cute. But this is not a good idea. Like, you need to stick to real (laughs) estate. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, Mm -hmm. I really think this will work. And they're like, this just isn't going to work. I mean, I literally have emails that like say, you are such a smart businesswoman, but this is not a good idea. And um, I felt really. I love that. That's like, oh, that's you got to have people telling you no. And then it ramps you up. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, like the journey to opening Presley Page was a long one. And, you know, it started with me like buying tables from a retailer that was going out of business or like. Oh, this person mm-hmm. on Facebook Marketplace is selling a cash register. This was like started in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> so like five years of like right, Facebook Marketplace, Instagram, yeah. Craigslist, mm-hmm. finding things um, mm-hmm. re- resulted in me opening in 2020. Um, all that to say, like we started brick and mortar first, 
But, like, I was really intentional on how I did that. And especially with, like, not having any upfront funding, being able to afford mm-hmm. some of those, like, larger investments for bigger pieces and, like, a build-out mm-hmm. of a store. Because I think that's one thing I hear from people all the time is, like, how do you start a brick-and-mortar store? And I'm like, okay, slowly yeah. but surely. And if you don't right. have a lot of cash mm-hmm. and you really have an idea and you're creative and you want to make something or sell certain products... Like e-commerce is great because you don't have mm-hmm. the overhead of having a brick mm-hmm. and mortar store. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, once you had, so you first started with the brick and mortar, when you bring in e-commerce, I've always been curious with businesses that have both, how you kind of manage that and like, especially yeah. inventory wise, like what does that even look like? Oh my gosh. Well, definitely not a pro at that. So we opened the brick and mortar of January, in tw- January, 2020. And we didn't, in COVID, right? And keep in mind, I still had a mm-hmm. full-time job the first year-ish, year and one oh, month wow. of opening yeah. Presley Page. So not only did I have, like, my mom working in the store, but I had a job. So, like, building out yeah. the website and getting all the product descriptions. And I think for me, like, there was so much that I didn't know in the beginning. So, like, we had just put the products in for point of sale for the brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Not thinking, like, product descriptions and, like, tagging and like seo and like all these things that you like are like oh crap that's super important like the quality of the photos like it didn't matter because it was just Mm -hmm. on the point of sale and so um (coughs) i spent about three months because we have thousands of products um yeah like thousands and thousands wow. of products and i'm sure they're constantly like changing. yeah evolving yeah, for sure. like updating so, totally mm-hmm. i think for us the biggest thing in the beginning was starting with the basics so like does this product have a weight what's the description you know mm-hmm. does it have a good image is this an image that we can pull from the maker itself or is this an image like we need to take like is it a photo mm-hmm. i have to yeah. take so um it took several months but we launched e-commerce in august of 2020 And it was kind of like slow and we really didn't have success with e-commerce until um, this last quarter of 2021. Um, It was, it's Mm -hmm. been growing, but it hasn't been anything crazy. And so we have year to day or all time to date have a mixed inventory. So if you buy something online, it's pulling from the same inventory that we have in store. Mm-hmm. So yeah. behind the store, when Erica ever opens mm-hmm. it to come in here, you'll see like <laughs> I'm upstairs in um, in our office, but the mm-hmm. warehouse, like behind the store is like all of our back stock. So uh, mm-hmm. on top of our store, we have a warehouse. We call it Presley Page oh, Penthouse. Okay. And that's where we store all <laughs> of the so back, back stock, Inventory. excuse me. And that's where we mm-hmm. run um, all like the website stuff through. And we are probably going to at least what's really common when people have like the brick and mortar and online is like mm-hmm. separating out those once you go to multiple locations. Yeah. So we're, we're on track to do that this year. Um, so we would be ordering like inventory for the store versus inventory for online mm-hmm. and going with like a smaller assortment online that we feel like really good in and like ordering deeper in those SKUs is what you see from yeah. like yeah. a bigger retailer perspective. So it's like, you know, for the store, we might order 12, but if we feel really good about this product, we might order like 45 for online to sell through. Because mm-hmm. your sell through rate is just a little bit different um, with products. Yeah. So when you have like, like, do you constantly have people upstairs like packaging online orders or is that just kind of like a, a couple days a week kind of thing? Like what's the flow of like, um, I guess yeah. the So there? we, right, we have, because we're in a college town, we're so grateful to be able to employ a lot of college students um, that work here yeah. part time. So mm-hmm. our inventory team um, is really two part time girls, and then my assistant Becca, and then me. We pack orders. So like all of our part time mm-hmm. students, they've been gone since about December twelfth, which has been so hard. And I that's the hard thing about a college. Yeah. I used to work at a boutique and like, it's like everybody would just leave. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> uh, please come Everyone's back. Gone. I really need you. <laughs> you're like, it's actually the busiest time of the year. Can you please yeah, come back? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly right. You're like, wait, you're going home, but this is the most important this is time when I of need year for you. me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I don't care about yeah. that stuff. This is when I need you. I, um, I missed every Black Friday because of Christmas break. And they'd be like, 
are you sure? Yeah. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. It's like anyway, that you love yeah, those employees, but you're also like, wait, I really, really, really want you here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't, ha- I mean, outside of holiday, we haven't had enough bandwidth online that that's a full-time role yet. Um, mm-hmm. So right now I have, you know, some part-time help doing that. And then myself and Becca. So we substitute and pack orders. So like tonight I'm going to pack all the orders that have come in from last night and today. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, we're looking at like 10 to 15 a day versus like holiday. We're at like 50 to a hundred a day. So it's just a different, it's a different ball game. Like right right now. And and we're going into our slower season. So Mm -hmm. um, hopefully we will have enough need for somebody full-time um later right. this year yeah right That's so i think i think the thing that like i'm most impressed by presley page is like the curated vibe of everything vibe. Yeah. and yeah. just like how everything is so like unique but also and like can stand on its own but also fits together so how do you how do you how do you how do you do that oh how my gosh um <laughs> I think part of it is just, like, being really picky in what we order. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's sometimes that we might get a product um, and that we'll, like, never see the light of day. Like, I'll order it. I paid for it. It doesn't fit the vibes. Like, it's the Mm -hmm. wrong color tone. The packaging's terrible. Mm -hmm. The quality isn't there. Like, that item will never go online. So, Mm -hmm. for me, it's been a lot of trial and error um, Mm -hmm. in trying to really, like, be more careful in, like, how we source the products. So, like, Mm -hmm. what maker are we sourcing this from? Is this a small maker who's making stickers in her bedroom? And, like, she's using, like, a really great Cricut. And, like, she knows how to cut her products well. And they're not pixelated. You know, the design. Mm -hmm. So, I would say, like, um, we we love to work with small makers. And we try to go that direction as much as possible. But that's Mm -hmm. really where we, like, bump up into a quality issue the most. Um, Yeah, it can happen. It's, like they're using a third party printer for mugs or, you know, whatever it is. And it's just like really, really cute idea. (laughs) Really love the design, but just the the quality isn't there. Um, So I would say like for us, it's one being willing to like make the investment in the product and also be willing to like accept that it's not always going to work out. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And when it comes to the curation, we try to like, balance color a ton and like Mm -hmm. balance design so like i'm really into things that feel like more stylistic or artistic in approach versus something that feels like super vector and like really flat design um but it's not that like we don't have those items but it's like mixing them together and so Mm -hmm. yeah um if i'm gonna use like a piece of art that's like vectored and more flat i'm gonna put it next to something that's a little bit more stylized or like a pillow that has a texture to it. Um, So I would say like, that's a big part of the curation is like, what are the colors? What are the styles? Do I have a ton of this style and not of this style? Because I think it's really easy to like, be like, Oh, we like this style or this style sells. So I'm going to do like tons of this. Um, But I think for us, because we do source from hundreds of different makers and like tons of artists that have different styles, it helps kind of, like it helps us have a better assortment, you know, and like right. more to pull yeah. from. And we rely on color a ton. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, like, if you look at our Instagram, it's yep. very <laughs> like bright and colorful. And we try mm-hmm. to um, continue to like pull different products together that might not necessarily like you might ne- not put like this book next to a, a salt rock or something, but like, the right, composition yeah. and like the colors just work well. Work together. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. I feel like, like when I worked in retail, oh, I never thought I'd be talking about the time I worked in retail <laughs> on the podcast. It was Tell so us about that. But <laughs> visual, visual merchandising like is so hard. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. And it's so important. And I'm sure with having so many like smaller items, it's even harder because we just had clothes. So yeah. it wasn't that hard. Um, but like, it's so important because if somebody walks in and everything looks like jumbled, then they're just literally yeah. like, this is garbage. Oh my gosh. Out. So I feel like that's so important too. So like, how do you, like, is that all you, do you have like 
do all the girls help with that? Kind of like, how often are you rearranging the store? What's the vibes? I love um, visual merchandise. Great question. So with visuals, it kind of goes back to the product assortment too. Because um, like sometimes mm-hmm. products come in a box. So we always ask questions when we're ordering products like, hey, what is this packet? What does the package look like? Because if it's like super yeah. cute product, but like a terrible package, but I know that mm-hmm. I could display mm-hmm. this product out of its box. Right, out of it. Yep. Then I could still make it work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we do, oh my gosh, we probably like redo a table or two a week. Um, Mm -hmm. at least like refreshing it always. And then we do like some big reset. So like we did, we closed for a week to set up for holiday. Um, our holiday collection is pink miss hashtag pending trademark. Um, I love that so much. So, um, yeah, so we have... Pink mist, which it takes a, bit, a lot of prep. So that yep. is a full hands-on deck. There's some people that they're responsible for, like, the exterior, and they might not be necessarily the ones who came up with the concept or the idea, but they're, like, good with their hands and, like, good with yep. painting and, like, assembling stuff. Yeah. So um, I just hired somebody. She came onto our team in September, October, October. Um, her name is Dindy. Shout out. That's my girl. Um, she is fabulous at, at, um, visual merchandising. That's just been such a, like a great skill to have on our team. Um, before that, mm-hmm. I've just always did it myself. Um, and then I have a friend who used to do visuals for other retailers and she kind of like helped me when I was opening and has come in, like she helped for Christmas yeah. and like I hire her to come in and help for like bigger things that we're doing. Um, so she's Mm -hmm. been super, super helpful for like helping me realize, um, how tall you can go. Right. If you look at some Mm -hmm. of our videos, like people are always, that's the thing that people comment on the most to us. They're like, how did you like go so tall? I'm like, I don't know. We just (laughs) did it. Like, we're like, oh, this trash can on top of this box. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's just do it. (laughs) That sounds great for wrapping paper. Keep stacking. Yeah. Um, so I would say like that was one thing that I wanted to be really intentional about is that because we have so many small products being able to like create dimension and texture with what, like mm-hmm. putting a pillow next to a journal or a notepad and a candle. So like it gives your mm-hmm. eye places to land versus like sometimes Absolutely. when you go into a retail store, like it's a flat table. And so like everything's just like stacked flat, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. I, and I would say, like, it's a lot of, like, trial and error, too, you know? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love the con- I love, I love the concept of just, like, like Katie was saying, like, visual merchandising, like, going in and how that kind of relates to your, your past experience with, like, realty and, like, how walking into a house, you want to show the experience of, like, this is what it would be like if you lived here. And yeah. with mm-hmm. the shop, it's walking in being like, this is what it would be like if these items were in your house. And like, this Absolutely. is like kind of mm-hmm. the vibe of what you what you could have and what you could live like if you had these items. I think that's such a cool concept. Yeah, and I think like part of retail, in, especially with like boutique retail, because let's face it, like when you shop in a boutique, it's more expensive than if you're shopping mm-hmm. at Amazon or at Walmart. Um, yeah. And not to say that there's like a right or wrong, but mm-hmm. we are sh- most of the time like, people are walking into a store to have a certain experience. And so making sure that our like visuals are inspiring and like create a sense of like, I don't know, like fun or aspiration. Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't goals or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, how does this like make you think of something else or inspire you to like change something in your life? Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of what we're always trying to do is like, build the experience like our valentine's day oh my gosh that's what we're doing this week i'm very excited yeah we (laughs) so we close tomorrow at noon and we don't reopen till tuesday um because we're we're resetting the store for valentine's day and it is gonna be so freaking cute but i don't know i think part of it like for me is i love to use like inspiration from fashion and pinterest and art museums and it's like okay how do i take all of that and do something mm-hmm. for us that I'm not seeing, like, in typical, like, small right. boutique Right, new retailers. and innovative, right, not yeah. copying. Yeah. I love that. I also love how I think the the explanation of what you've been saying of, you know, moving the eye and, like, you know, having 
the customer like be able to visualize things I think you do such a nice job of translating that also to socials and I think that a lot of our listeners if you um even if you have like a service I feel like just being able to kind of have the viewer or the potential customer be able to visualize and like have that feeling of what they get either from your service or your product I think is so important I think you do a really nice job with that I mean, I think that that's, like, we're all in such a digital age, too, that, mm-hmm. absolutely, like, people are on their phones. They want to be looking at something yep. that's pretty. Yep. And um, it doesn't always have to be perfect, but they want to be looking at yeah. something that, like, excites them or inspires them. So right. that's what we really try to yeah. use our page to, like, showcase products that are inspiring to us. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I feel like it's flat lays can be really, really hard because it can be very easy to just like put one product like a candle down one yeah yeah just put it down and take a picture of it but I think like it's it's almost like telling a story of like oh do you need a gift like for I didn't show this yet but for everybody watching on YouTube let's see if I can here's just a little scroll like there's a lot happening here it's all beautiful but like it's like oh does your friend like this kind of thing like here's a couple you know here's a little little gift item set like it's kind of telling a story and especially for those people who are shopping online Kind of being like, oh, you mm-hmm. don't need to just go get that one thing. You know, we need you to buy all the things. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> we need you to buy out the whole store. Yeah. <laughs> one of, add one that of everything. Um, intention. <laughs> I love that. So I guess on the topic of Valentine's Day, um, and I guess Christmas as well, kind of how much prep, like how early are you ordering? How early are you prepping these things? Like I'm sure it's months and months in advance. Yeah. But like how much prep goes into that and kind of what is that process? So um, holiday, like holiday meaning like, Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. those are our biggest, with Christmas being, like, our number one um, holiday yeah. of the year. So we actually have already ordered some products for next Christmas, and then we wow. will finish all of our holiday buying, um, I would say, like, end of January, 1st of February. Mm-hmm. We'll be, like, done for 2022 holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we always leave a little bit of room in the budget for some little things yeah, that might come up or like things. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, but most of our ordering happens, especially for like major retailers that we were like major brands that we right. work with. Um, they sell their products so early because of the manufacturing schedule. And yeah. so we've got to stay ahead of that. I mean like cards, stickers, there's a lot of like small things that, especially based on trend, we'll wait a little longer to order. But mm-hmm. I would say, like, mm-hmm. our final holiday orders happen. Our last order would probably be, like, June or July. We like to have everything in hand well, by the 1st of August. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, yeah, I mean, like, we have to photograph it. We've got to, right. you know, check for quality of products. We've yep. got to submit damages. I mean, you're talking, mm-hmm. like... 1200 to two you know 2000 sometimes 3000 different SKUs. so that just takes yeah. a ton of time yeah. to prep um mm-hmm. like this year we so we started receiving holiday products in june and july and so we received some like throughout throughout the holiday season too um mm-hmm. but we had pretty much everything in hand by the second or third week of august or of october like even our last minute stuff like not a holiday item, but a great gift item. Right. So, yeah. So even like non-seasonal items, we'll like order all of those in advance too and like yep. hold mm-hmm. them for the holiday season. So like yep. bath scrubs and bath bombs and like journals yeah. and notepads, like we'll just yep. order all of that in advance. And mm-hmm. so everything's like in our system, it's prepped, it's labeled, it's inventoried in. And then um, <laughs> it's just kind of crazy. So then when we close for that week, we take everything in the store down completely and like it's in boxes underneath our tables or underneath the displays. And then we bring mm-hmm. in every single item that was like specific for holiday. That must be so exciting. Oh yeah. I feel like Christmas oh. every time. It's so, <laughs> so much fun. fun. But like now because it's, I don't know, Jan- December 30th, I'm like, I don't ever want to see another Christmas ornament. <laughs> Yeah, but but in yeah. in seven months, eight months, you'll be excited again. Yeah, so I'll be excited. You'll have, you'll yeah. have had your break. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so I am very curious. Um, I took for my grad degree, I took like a design research class and like kind of uh-huh. taking like more like analytical kind of things into your creative processes. For sure. So I'm curious, like, what is the balance? Because we've talked about trends and talked about, you know, like ordering stuff. And you talked about like notepads. That's kind of like an evergreen product that like every yep. year someone's going to want to buy yeah, you know, everybody's always going to want a planner. And or like a candle always, yeah. or like <laughs> yeah, whatever. But sure. how much, what is the balance between like trends? Like I know that in, I think it was 2020. I mean, I love strawberries still, but strawberries was like a huge thing for a little while. And like the strawberry yeah. cow or whatever. And like, I don't know. There's like Oh, I don't know about little the cow, things. but I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very TikTok. Like, very TikTok. More. A cow, yeah. a cow, um, a, a strawberry cow. S- Strawberry cow. Yeah, I will send like, you. It was like a pink. It was cow. a pink cow with it's like so white cute. spots. I'll I'll send it. To oh, you. Um, okay. You're like I missed. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the old You're people like, TikTok. You have strawberry so, like, cow FOMO. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. Like, what is the balance between? knowing those like evergreen products that you're going to keep going back to and just like kind of buying like maybe a new design versus like waiting and like saving space for those trending items um gosh that's such a great question so i would say like most of the products that we try to carry are evergreen and then it's like Mm -hmm. a small amount of trending so okay yep um uh I don't know. I mean, like, the trending stuff is so hard. Like, Checkered is super in right now. Yep. And so, Mm -hmm. like, that's an example of something, like, we had. And, like, smiley faces. Like, we did really big Mm -hmm. smiley faces in 2020. And then 2021, like, we still did smiley throughout the year. 2022, like, I'm not really buying smiley because I'm kind of over it. Like, even if the trend is there. Like, we'll have some. But I'm just kind of, like don't want to see another smiley face as I have this beautiful smiley face. I love it. I love it. I love her. Um, So I I don't know. I would say like the trending stuff is hard because it's like you're in the moment, right? Like if I see if like something, can I cuss on here? I don't know. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So like I'm sure y'all have seen that like trend right now that says like in 2021, 2021 was cute or something, but in 2022, like, come on with the bad bitch magic. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, great. Like, that's right now. So, like, I can't create that in-house. I need to go see, like, does somebody else have that? That I can, like, mm-hmm. buy a cute sticker or buy something that's, like, on it right now. Right away. Yeah. So it's readily. I don't want it in four weeks from now. Like, I want it right now. Exactly. So. Right. Yeah. So I guess I guess it's about just, like, saving, like, a little bit of of your money or whatever yeah. to just yeah i mean i think like hope for the best you try not to like invest too much in trending products at least i don't because you don't want it like the trend to like start and go away right Die like, and then yeah there right. are some things like you always know smiley faces have been around for years so it's not that i like don't think that they're gonna do well in 2022 but like they're not right. gonna do as well as 2021 like that was their like right. exactly comeback year right and but it's like mm-hmm, butterflies yeah. and things like that that you yeah, know I was like just say butterflies mm-hmm. yeah a butterfly or a disco ball or I don't know like mm-hmm. there's just certain kind of motifs or certain things that I don't know we we just feel like they're gonna be around for a while and so it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would love more trending stuff but it's so hard to find like really great trending stuff too. And so I think that's yeah, quality where is also an issue, I think, because it like you said, it's yeah. So fast. like the ma- the, you know, some major brands that we work with, they're not going to be able to produce the trending stuff mm-hmm. as quickly as like one of you, you know, who might be at home designing something exactly. on your iPad right. or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you can like upload it and sell it pretty quickly, quickly. So like right. that's where we really rely on our smaller makers um, for more trending, like of the moment products. Right. Definitely. I love that. Um, Okay. So I'm assuming, as you kind of talked about earlier, like you have experience in like establishing people, I don't know, yourself into the community, I guess. Um, And we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but how was kind of your process of, especially like, it seems like you kind of moved to Fayetteville and then pretty quickly. I don't necessarily, you didn't say the exact timeline, but it's not like you were in Fayetteville for like years and years and years. For sure. Um, But how did you kind of build your local community and kind of establish like a group of, of girls or 
people that, you know, are like loyal to Presley Page? Yeah. Um, so I did. So I moved here in 2017 and I opened in 2020. So like two ish years, three, two ish, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to do the math in my head quickly. I'm not good at math. Three. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think it was three. Um, so I had been here some and, you know, being in the real estate mm-hmm. community, it's a little different than maybe like working at some jobs because you have a, the company I worked for um, did a lot of stuff in the community already. So right. um, I would yeah. say like, if you're looking to open a business, having your the support of your community is like, so paramount especially in the beginning especially yeah. like for me when i was opening in 2020 and 73 days after we opened COVID hit right um yeah so yeah. i tried to make friends with other people that had small businesses um mm-hmm. you know i was and i was like already i would say like making friends with the people that like already make sense right like if you go to a certain coffee shop like why yeah. wouldn't you be friends with your barista or like why wouldn't you try to right. like build connections with the bagel shop that you go to three times a week, you know? Right. Yeah. It's so be like genuine. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think for me, um, most of the support was because like I had supported so many people and I had been a part right. of yeah. their story. So at, at least like in my that. experience, um, I would never ask for support for someone that I hadn't like shown up for already, Helped. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like Definitely. you show up for your community and like help out or volunteer or donate or, you right. know, like if you are super into the art community, like be a, be a part of the art community, like support them. Right. Yeah, you know, like right. I think that it's um, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone to build connections that you want to have right. because nine times yeah. out of ten, like people want to talk or like they're happy to like help you. You just have to. Right. And I feel like I feel like the mentality almost is like if you don't if you help other people, then you don't have to ask for help because. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I posted on social media. I think it was kind of funny. Like I was like, hey, we're going to have a soft opening. And like we literally never got to have a grand opening because I was like, oh, I guess we're just like open now. (laughs) I was supposed to be a soft opening, but I guess we're just Mm -hmm. like open. Because we were going to do our grand opening in March, but then COVID. So I was like, okay, right. I guess we're just <laughs> yep. open. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really I, I mean, curious. I think community support is so important. So it's like, think about right. where you spend your dollars right now. And so if you mm-hmm. are looking to like open a small business online or mm-hmm. and brick and mortar, like where do you spend your money now? Like, are you shopping local? Because like, don't expect yeah. people to shop local with you when, if like, you're you not, don't yeah. shop local. Exactly. Right. Um, Definitely. So I would say, like, that's that was just in the beginning. Um, and I think the thing I learned the most, too, is, like, not relying on, like, your friends and family to support you. Like, we love, we love yeah. when our friends and family support us. So that's, like, not saying that we don't. But really yeah. and truly, like, the most exciting Eventually part Eventually that will is, stop. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the most exciting part is that you want people that don't know you to shop with you and, like, become exactly. your biggest supporter exactly. and your advocates. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's been a huge part of – I keep saying I think. I just realized. But I believe. <laughs> I know um, that, that the support of the people that we didn't know when we opened the door um, – right is what's made all the difference, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. like, those people are sharing yeah. with their friends because they're excited yeah. – because your friends yeah, like, and family they just might like, not always like what you like or, like, might not always like what you're <laughs> right, selling. Exactly. Right. But then they feel like they need to, like... <laughs> yeah. It's like when my mom support like would support my business. I'd be like, that is so sweet, but I know you were just buying I know you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. I'm, like, I'm going to go find, find my like, people you can now. keep them. So, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go find your people. Yeah. And this doesn't have to be people right. that you already know. And that's what's so awesome. Yeah. Is, like, right. those connections that you build with total strangers that resonate with your style or what you're doing and like the vibe that you're putting yeah. out into the world and that's how you that's how you grow like you said they'll tell their friends who have the same taste as them yeah. and then that's how it kind yeah. of snowballs yeah right absolutely so i'm super curious about like the kind of process before that soft opening launch that you talked about yeah when did you start kind of like telling the public and like how was that like oh gosh because <laughs> i think that's like such a like 
weird thing for people, especially I feel like with brick and mortar. Like, how yeah, do you get? Like, you can't shop, you can't yet, shop but... yet, but like, be excited and like, you yeah. Know, I don't want to um, like give away too much, but I also want to tell you what's yeah, happening. So. I mean, because I had like I hired a branding agency in 2016 to do the branding for Presley Page, mm-hmm. so like. Mm-hmm. I had been sitting on assets for a really long time. Um, (laughs) So I I think I told, you know, I told some people in my workout group and I told like a few people. I didn't even post on social because I hadn't told my job. Um, (laughs) We have a lot of that. Like I work at a branding agency. We have a ton of that where like we'll post like people's brands and they'll be like, delete that. My job doesn't know. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mean, so Sorry, I mean, I didn't tell my employer until like the end of December, like December probably fifteenth, twentieth, something like that, of twenty twenty mm-hmm. or of twenty nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. And so then after that, I would post on my personal Instagram, but I never posted on the brand's page, um, which I'm I'm anomaly, right? So like, the first post we ever had was like two days before. We opened, and I think I posted on, like, January 1st, and I was, like, soft opening on Saturday. Like, that was it. I didn't. I just didn't publicize it. I'm not the probably right. the best person to ask. But I also <laughs> was just kind of like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just going right. to figure this out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think it worked. You know, like, it was small. It started, and, like, where we started versus where we're at today are two totally different places. Right. Um, Absolutely. I think that there's a, like, I would totally now, like, looking back, I would tell everyone, like, I would post in Facebook groups or I would right. talk to mom groups or whatever, and I would try yep. to let more people know. Um, right. But I personally did not because I didn't know what I was doing, and I was just running around like a crazy That's, person. We're all we're about, all about yeah. not all knowing about what we're doing. It. <laughs> yeah, fake it yeah. Fake it. Always faking it. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, okay, so for anybody listening who's like, that is my dream. I want to own a party fun gift yeah. stationery shop. Um, what would be like, if you could go back and tell yourself before you started this whole journey, what would be like the one thing you would say? What is your top piece of advice that like, if you could only, add, you know, could tell yourself one thing, what would it be? I would, I would tell myself, don't be afraid to ch- like to pivot when it feels like mm-hmm. it's time to pivot, you know? And that was a big mantra for me in 2020 because we started as like, 99.9% party. Like, a candle? Huh? Yeah. Like, I had one candle, maybe two candles. Yeah. But, like, COVID happened, and my entire business that was set, like, built on birthday parties and children's parties, and that it totally pivoted, which is great because yeah. now, like, we don't even really post about that kind of stuff. Like, now looking yep. at it, mm-hmm. people are like, wait, what? You have kids stuff? Because, like, that doesn't yeah. really, like, fit the vibe of who we are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think it's like, listen to your customer. Listen to the people that are shopping with you and don't be afraid to like go in a different direction if that's where the wind is pulling you. If that's working, right. Yeah, it's like go where it works versus trying to like... Force something. Force something that isn't grabbing, you know, especially in the beginning because it's so damn expensive, you know, like you have to buy products and products have to sell and you need products to sell and move so you can bring new products in. And so like look at the stuff that's selling and... When if you're like already established, look at what's selling, and then go that direction. But also if like you haven't opened and you have this idea, but then you realize like okay, this isn't really making sense. This isn't pencil financially, but this thing does. I just don't like it as much. Just try it and see what happens. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I I think like for me, so often I was afraid to take the risk. Like it took me so many years, not just because I couldn't get funding. Because I was terrified. Like, I didn't want to do yeah. that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I wanted stability, right? Like, I wanted, I had this job. I was making great money. And the thought of having, like, potentially no money or, like, becoming a failure. Right. And I think, like, yeah, when so you're, I keep saying I think, I'm telling you. I don't, I really, people, if <laughs> you you're know. listening, you know. I, I don't just think about these things. I really believe them. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like when you do it, you learn so much. So just effing mm-hmm. do it, you know, like just yeah, do it yeah. and try. And right. I know that's so much easier to say now because I've done something. But my best friends, everyone mm-hmm. was telling me just like, do it, do it. Yeah, just And do I it. didn't. And the, the biggest regret I have is not doing it sooner. 
You know, like, right. think about yeah. all the years yeah. that I wasted working really late hours at this sucky job that I didn't <laughs> love so much, this right. boss I didn't yeah. like so much, or whatever it was, you know, like, mm-hmm. all the energy that I put into that could have been put into something else if I would have just, like, bit the bullet sooner. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Okay. It's random question time. Our, everybody's Uh-oh. favorite time. Here we go. Um, So, the first random question is one that I'm almost 150% sure we've answered before, but we're doing it again. Okay. So, well. um, <laughs> so it is, what is your favorite candle scent? Basic question. I know there's like a thousand, I could say a thousand different answers, but Maggie, you want to start? Yeah. So I have the pleasure of smelling a lot of candles around here. <laughs> um, my favorite is like crisp white linen. I feel like it's such mm. a good that. scent that everyone loves the smell of it most people love the smell of a clean house and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think that it just like makes me feel more productive when i smell when it smells mm. clean around me mm-hmm. yeah definitely i love that is that to me? um mine is definitely some sort of current like it okay. red current, red current. You know, oh all, that's such a good all candle the, all, oh. all the currents yeah that's red current was the one that they um burned at the place that i used to work at and so like it's like I swear ingrained I into your head smell it anymore because i yeah like I, it's, it's a part of i'm my like body this now, is a I red current sample it. actually <laughs> oh my gosh i have <laughs> so like funny. a thousand of those because they would give us the samples yeah. at work and so or like the smaller 10 so i have like just so many of them um but yeah i love red current alexis what's your answer i already know your answer and i don't i don't like it you don't know my answer then um my answer is lemon I think that it's just like, oh, yeah, it's uh, the answer that Katie. I thought you were going to say chocolate. Yeah, Katie <laughs> thought I was going to say this candle that's behind me. It's like chocolate cake. It's, yeah, it's. It ugh. is not the vibe. But okay, see, I don't really like like super sweet scents. Like I, I straight up don't like that. But this candle from Yankee Candle, the chocolate layer cake, it just, to me, it smells like Gilmore Girls, which is my favorite show okay, so I, used okay. To light, I used to light this in like seventh grade and watch Gilmore girls in my room but anyways so it's just nostalgic it's nostalgic yeah it's I nostalgic get it. I get it. but um lemon i think like in any room at any time any season is like gonna brighten your day i think so yeah yeah lemon i would say is my answer okay. final answer so fresh i can i can get on i can get on that okay so the, the next and final random question is if you could go back to one era in time when would you go back to and why this one's hard that one's hard oh okay i see i feel like this one's easy um 70s right. for sure like i'm okay. super okay. into 70s fashion and like the carefreeness of like mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. style and the patterns, the hair not so much, but um, that's just because I don't know how to curl <laughs> my hair and I would be really in trouble if I was in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like the seventies is so great. Like think about the sixties, but a little bit more refined. That's okay, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. I like that answer. I have like. I'm, like, rewatching Bridgerton right now, so, like, Ooh. earlier I was watching it, and I was Ugh. thinking, like, that would just be, like, so, like, great, but then, like, women literally have, like, yeah, no rights. rights. Like, <laughs> yeah. you have not In the corset, rate. though. Like, it's, yeah. like, worse than Spanx, Yeah, but, like, right? I know, I know, but then, I, then I like, everything is so beautiful. You romanticize and, like, it, the, so. Yeah, and I mean, like, actual life would be absolutely heinous. Like, you literally, like, the whole show is about how, like, you're only, the only thing you can do as a woman is get married. Yeah. But then you think back, and, you know, women couldn't have credit cards until, like, 1970-something. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, there's never a good time to be a woman. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I I would have to also probably say, like, 70s to be to be realistic. But I do think that, like, all, like the 18, early 1800s is just very beautiful. Oh, and so beautiful. beautiful. But then again... Uh, no women's rights. Yes. So it's just, it's just, it's just kind of vibes if you look at it from an outside perspective. It's, it's vibes if you ignore if everything, everything else that actually happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like the sixties and seventies are very, um, like style is different, but like there was a lot of like civil rights movements. Yeah, in that definitely. Time yeah, it was, it was a very progressive. A lot, yeah. Of, yeah. a lot of progression for like women's rights and yep, absolutely. You know, African American rights. So I feel like that's. That would be, like, historically, that would be a super cool time to be a part of, too. To be around it. Yes, definitely. I know, yeah. And, I mean, our parents, my parent, like, my mom was born in 70, so she would probably hate that. I just... <laughs> my, my parents were born in the 60s. Sorry, my mom is actually 29. 
She's actually 30 yes. years old, well, guys. I mean, my, my stepdad like was born 70, in 1960. So, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I, I was going to say the 90s, but then I realized that is when I actually was born. But what I mean is <laughs> I that, like, that I was when I was be... living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like, want your that's, prime to that's be That's when 90s. I wanted, want like, I want, like, I want my prime. Like, I wish I really honestly when my parents were born. So my parents were born um, in 68. So okay. they, like, were in high school, like, 80s, like, late 80s, and then were in college in, like, early 90s. And that's, like... <laughs> I was born in 1999, so I was born in the 90s. Wow. We love a 90s queen. Um, <laughs> 90s <baby>. But anyways, <laughs> my... 1999. My, I know you're like she's like is that a year I'm a baby I'm 22 I'm 22 (laughs) Um, but really for my style like my music taste is all 80s and 90s like I do not listen to like contemporary music really at all and I have like my dad's old letterman jacket that I wear and like (laughs) wow just really everything in my life except for like my Kate Spade stuff but you know that's irrelevant um, is like very inspired. It's by fine. Me, you're so. like living your Gen Z life out as you're like. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's I, I was born my... in '97 though, so I am a cusper. But you know. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> my one of uh, my assistant yesterday. She had it was raining here, and she had on like long jeans, you know, because skinny jeans are canceled or whatever. And yeah, um, it was raining, so her jeans all got wet. I was like, ha, ha, ha. Now you know why we like skinny jeans. It would be jeans. nice to be wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, this is why I will never wear those kind of pants again. I've been there. I've done that. I hated walking that through the so mall funny. as a teenager with my wet mm-hmm. pants. Wet pants. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious. Yeah, I love that. Funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, Maggie, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself, tell everybody where they can find you on socials, For what your sure. website is, all that good stuff. Um, okay, so you can find me personally at MP underscore Owens on Instagram. Um, private, but I'll, I'll accept you. Um, and <laughs> If you're nice. Yeah, and Presley Page is at Shop Presley Page on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. And our website is just PresleyPage.com. If you have any questions, you can shoot me an email at maggie at presleypage.com. I'm happy to help. Amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic and over on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast and our personal accounts, Shop Presley Page and Katie Creative Co. and AlexisAdams.co. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.